Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10th episode of your new favorite internet show, VisionCon Live. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. You didn't come here to see me today. You came to see the man of the hour. He voices Shinji from Neon Genesis Evangelion, Hinatoro from Bleach, Inojin from Boruto, just to name a few. He's as talented as he is kind, just the man this world needs right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one, the only, Spike Spencer. Spike, how you doing today? I'm extraordinary as always, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing dandy as candy, living the dream. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Dandy as candy. I just stole that. You feel free, honestly. It'd be an honor to have Spike <laughs> Spencer steal my line. I'm Randy and Dandy as candy. Ooh, that, that's actually better. I might actually steal that back from you. Well, we were talking earlier uh, before we started recording <laughs> that you are in one of the most picturesque places possible, which also was an interesting kind of scheduling thing because our time zones are so drastically different. You're in Australia, so it's what, like about 10 or so o'clock over, over there where it's about seven o'clock over here, right? Yep. It is, and I hope uh, this is going through because the uh, internet in Australia is notoriously glitchy. Sure. Um, but uh, yes, I am on the Gold Coast, which is just south of Brisbane. Uh, it is stunning. It is amazing. If you go to my Facebook uh, page, I, I've got pictures up there. I've been throwing them out and uh, some on Twitter from time to time, etc. And uh, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's a very interesting story to get me here, but to, uh, and you froze. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you kind of froze a little bit. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, like, I've heard two kind of conflicting um, stereotypes about Australia. On the one hand, a lot of people say it's picturesque, it's beautiful. I mean, I've certainly seen a lot of stunning uh, photos, videos. You yourself even showed me the coastline that you are currently at. It's amazing. But then yeah. on the other hand, there's all these people and pictures terrifyingly showing off spiders, you know, the size of me, you know, large animals that would love nothing more than to kill me. So is, you know, <laughs> is it kind of a mixture of both or is one stereotype kind of unfair to a uh, group Australia with? Yeah. Well, like I said, mate, it's a little from column A, a little from column B, you know. Um, it's amazing stunning beautiful i've driven all over it i've been down here eight times um and yes of course your animals that we all know and love koalas wombats wallabies kangaroos uh platypus etc echidnas they're all cutesy and yes they can and will kill you by the way although i've held koalas four times um they're very docile but have you seen the claws on those little guys oh man they will rip your freaking face off um, but in a cute way. Sure. And kangaroos and wallabies are, uh, they're different. When you see the little kangaroos, they're the wallabies and they're adorable. The big kangaroos are kind of dicks. I mean, they will come up, they're like, take the little wallaby and go, get out of the way, mate. And they take your food, you know, take his food kind of thing. And they taste great, by the way. <laughs> are, they, are they lean like uh, bison, I believe is? Or is it Incredibly so incredibly so really really tasty um and you also <laughs> on the same vein um yeah spiders that big um i literally uh down well we haven't seen a lot of spiders around here this is more of a um more of a, a you know hotels and and condos and apartments and it's it's very well kept around here but just down the road there was one little little island by the bus and there were literally at least a dozen spiders that big uh, just there now apparently they're harmless but i'm like well not if my heart explodes from fear <laughs> um you know uh, but there is that uh but yeah i've seen them up close uh when you're walking by them and they call them orb weavers but we have orb weavers in Burbank that are, you know, about that big, really big, and a lot of them, which is creepy as hell. But I, when you come down here, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's scary. 
So you take it with the bad or the good, you know. I mean, kind of, kind of any place that you live, you know, it has its pros and cons. But we kind of got a little off traffic, off topic. But ladies and gentlemen, those of you just tuning in, I am joined with my special guest, Spike Spencer, revolutionary voice actor and just all around great human being. And I first wanted to start off today's episode, Spike, by take us back now. Obviously, now everybody knows you as one of the most renowned and recognized voice actors around. But I want to know. How did it all begin? Was this your, was this, was the end goal kind of always in your mind growing up or was it a gradual process that eventually led you to here? Well, interestingly enough, um, so I wanted to be an actor. Always wanted to be an actor and I was. I went to University of Houston. I got a baccalaureate degree in drama from the honors program. Nobody's ever asked for it. Nobody cares. <laughs> but uh, I went pro back in like 1987 and started acting at commercials, uh, radio, uh, TV, movies, whatever it was, I was in Houston, Texas. Um, so I would be in Dallas, Austin, New Orleans, that whole area. And there was some filming going on. So I was doing movies uh, and then I was doing a small independent movie called um, Imposters that I don't think ever went anywhere. Um, and one of the other actors on that was Amanda Wynn Lee. So we met doing a live action movie and we hit it off and uh, she's like, Hey, you know, you do all these funny voices and you're crazy. Let come do this, uh, some anime. Let's see what you got, you know, over at AD vision, which was happening at the time in Houston. And I'm like, anime, what's that? Uh, she goes to Japanese animation. I'm like, like cartoons. And she's like, not really. And I'm like, okay, does it pay? And she's like, yeah. I said, I'm there. Let's go. Cause <laughs> I'm a professional actor, people. And um, so we went and I auditioned and I got a role in Super Atragon. That was my first role in anime ever because AD, uh, ADR, which is um, automated dialogue replacement, or as you know, dubbing, mm -hmm. is a skill and you have to learn it and, and work at it. It is not easy in any way, shape or form. Fortunately for me, it came pretty natural to me. Um, you know, cause I had also done audio prompting, which is being able to talk with the script being read in your ear. So as it's, he you're hearing it, you're saying it. So, um, when, uh, so I did the ADR and it was like, yeah, great. Let's do that. And then I kept going. Then I did, I think, Takateru in Sukoden, I think it was. And then I think Ava was pretty shortly after that. Uh, and that's how I got in. It was because of Amanda Winley. And she's like, my sister. <laughs> and she's such a lovely human being, both you know, as a person and as an actress as well. But ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you definitely who know me in real life, you obviously know that Neon Genesis Evangelion is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Probably shouldn't have thrown that, but whatever. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, too late. So at, at first, you didn't exactly, I mean, you had some experience with anime leading up to Eva, but kind of what did Eva mean to you? I mean, obviously, it is one of the most recognized and arguably most popular mech animes ever created, has a lot of just, you know, deep kind of, you know, just like existential themes and the human condition. Like, did any of that kind of contribute to your desire to audition for it or was it just another job that kind of led to something far greater than what you thought it would be? Did I well, of you know, honestly, when, when we started the process, it was a two year process, by the way. Um, because let me tell you youngins, back then we used to dub it and then mail it to Japan and they would mail it back. Okay. So that was a long time ago, people. Yeah, that's how we used to do it. So um, it was an acting job. And I look at everything that I do that is a performance as an acting job. You know, who am I supposed to be in this moment? If I'm speaking in front of a crowd, who am I supposed to be at this moment? If I'm on doing an ADR session for anime, who am I? What's the character, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the way I approached it. Now, I knew from, from the beginning uh, Matt Greenfield, the director, he said, you know, he said, this is special. And it wasn't popular at all at that time. Nobody knew what it was. It just came out. And, but he said, there's something about this one. It's special. And I said, okay. So we worked really hard and we're really diligent about being as true as we could to the story and make it viable for America. 
because certain things do not crisscross. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we did our best and it was back then it wasn't, you can't, you know, do a 30 second scream and oh, well, we'll just stretch it and change it and move it and all that stuff. You didn't hit a 30 second scream. You had to do it again and again wow. and again until you hit it just right. So yeah, those kind of things are why it's so interesting because there's so much heart in the original because that's what we did. We put everything on the line, you know, Shinji's screaming and burning and everything. And what do you think I'm doing in the booth? I'm screaming and burning and you know, all that. I'm just, not really literally on fire. And once we were done with the process, it was like, whew, now what? And then come the movies and then the rebuilds. It's like, oh, that. <laughs> well, with, with the new rebuild coming out, I believe either later this year or really next year, I mean, kind of, was there any different, you know, the rebuilds kind of take the story into a, a little bit of a different direction. I, for one, am a big fan of the rebuilds. Uh, yeah. But it, it does take it into kind of a different direction. Or were you a fan of where it took it? Or do you prefer the kind of concise, albeit pretty out there uh, version of the <clears throat> You know, it's interesting. Because when I tell people this, some, pe some people are taken aback. And some people are like, oh, yeah, I get it. I don't watch it because I'm in it. I, I see, I tell people, look, I've, I've seen more anime than most of you, but I see it from the standpoint of whatever my character is saying to the next scene that whatever my character is saying. Sure. And I don't watch my own stuff because I'm the worst critic of myself. So I'm just like, I, I, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to hear that. I'm like, because my job as a voice actor is to make the director happy. If the director is happy, then we're done. I've done my job. Uh, and if I listen to it, I'm like, going, oh, man, that sucks. I could have done that. Oh, ooh, ooh, I don't like that at all. So I'm not going to put myself. So you're going to see a different in the and the three movies. That was pretty much mostly the original team. Um, and even through, up to Amanda Winley was directing some and writing some on, on all the, the projects as well. So we kept it all pretty, pretty solid. Then came the rebuilds and then Amanda couldn't do it for some reason. And so, and then there's another mech pilot coming in. So there was some new blood and a new direction. And the director, Mike McFarland, who is one of the funniest human beings on the planet. I love that man. He is hysterical. My joke is you work with him and milk's going to come shooting out your nose and you haven't been drinking milk. That's the weird part. <laughs> so it's so damn funny. And, um, so it did go a little different way, which is good because our joke is, you know, Shinji got a little bit older, a little bit more to him. So we say one ball dropped is kind of the, the inside joke. And uh, so, and the fourth is coming and I'm going to answer the question that everybody has. I have no idea if I'm going to be in it. <laughs> Read my mind. The last person to know guys. Yeah, if Mike calls me up and says, dude, you ready for four? I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping in that pilot, bitches. So, uh, Well, I mean, we certainly hope that you reprise your role, but I wanted to talk about next, you know, Shinji, Evangelion, you know, two very polarizing and very, I mean, you know, admittedly dark, you know, interpretations of the anime. I want to talk about someone who is just, you know, in a show that is also pretty dark and brooding, you know, just kind of the light that we all hold dear to our hearts. I'm going to talk about Hinatero. So, like, so like you know, Bleach... I'm a healer! See, exactly. <laughs> Bleach is a very, you know, admittedly, kind of a violent and dark anime, but then, you know, have, you have this, one of the main and most beloved characters, Hinatero, be a healer, someone who's always trying to stay positive, somebody who's just trying to, you know, keep the spirits up, even though everybody else is trying to kill each other. You know, is there any... Yeah direct influence you take from your own life, being a person who's just very positive and very much tries to uplift people both in the nerd community and just around them with your podcast, yeah. what we'll discuss in a minute. But do you take any of your own kind of personal, you know, feelings and influences and kind of put it into to Hinatero or is it just kind of coincidence? Um, you know, at the time it was probably just coincidence because back then I was still 
I was still making my way. I mean, I've always been positive. I've always been trying to help people and always been trying to, you know, motivate and always see the, the positive side. But I've also got my dark times as well. I've gone through a lot of bad stuff. A lot of people had. Uh, so back then, I think, uh, yeah, I was still kind of, I had my hair down to here and I was kind of the bad boy, you know, partying it up and going all over the world, acting like a knucklehead, having a blast. But uh, now I've got a three-year-old and it's even more of a blast. It's so awesome. Um, but, you know, I bring, I brought a lot of that to the character. I bring part of myself to every character. That's, that's just how it is. That's why it, it, it meshes so well. I mean, the odd part is I, my two biggest roles are either effeminate little girly boy who saves the world in a biomechanical freaking robot or a psychopath. <laughs> there's no middle ground. So, yeah, there's no middle ground. You know, oh, you're, you're kind of a nice guy. No, that's not Spike. He's either a psycho or a babbling knucklehead over here. So it's, uh, it's interesting that uh, that's kind of how it, it rolls because I have fun with both of them. You know, but the psychos are much more fun, by the way. Sure, which actually kind of leads me to my next question. I mean, yeah, you voiced, as well as a lot of the the guests that we've had on this show, I mean, your guys' IMDb pages are miles long. If I touched every single character, we'd be here all day. But do you have any of them that really have spoken? Oh, that's only about half, if that much. There's so much that's not even on there. <laughs> that's a fair point. But, like, throughout the years, are there any characters that, you know, have like kind of stuck with you kind of throughout the years you know i mean obviously there's ones you know that definitely put you on the map and in the forefront of a lot of people's minds but like were those the ones that really stuck with you or were there some of the the, the lesser known hits that kind of really you know really stuck with you yeah yeah i mean uh one of my fi favorites was still golden boy i mean not golden well golden boy is my like my favorite anime but um uh little boy from spriggan way back in the day and of course Akito from Nadesco which was kind of the anti Shinji at the time so we had a lot of fun with that yeah. um Papillon from Buso Rankin loved his character you know psycho crazy uh very fond of uh Snake right now on Black Butler um because I do the voice of every snake uh as well as him uh some people don't know that I'm like yeah I'm every snake guys that's <laughs> those are all my voices um but overall, my absolute favorite uh, of all time for me is not in an anime. It's from uh, League of Legends, uh, where I play, I play Colonel Kled, the Yordle. Uh, if anybody plays League of Legends, you know who that is. I'm also Wukong, the Monkey King, but uh, Kled was a, a much bigger role. And Kled was fun, because he's a psychopath uh, who may or may not eat you. <laughs> and he would go from, you know, I'm going to rip out your spine and use it for a back scratcher. Because my back is he just loses mind and just so much fun to play and so hard on my voice. <laughs> well, like, you, you, kinda, <clears throat> you mentioned it yourself both now and then a little, little earlier with kind of the 30 second screams that you had to do for Evangelion. I mean, that's got to be just taxing on the throat. So, like, are there any precautions either beforehand, during, or afterwards that, you know, you take and any that you would suggest the folks watching at home that are interested in getting into voice acting? Because, you know, the entire process, you know, and especially in anime with it, you know, there being a lot of screams, you know, especially in specific uh, genres, you know, kind of. Are there any tips for that that you'd like to share for the folks at home? Well, being an old school VO actor, I like to gargle with a little bit of grandpa's cough medicine, a little scotch, maybe a little lemon, some honey in there. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. Um, you know, it's really about warming up your, your, your vocal cords. So something that I've done, and this, this goes to the positive aspect, the positive personal growth and uh, warming up the voice for the day, I start my day uh, with some something warm, coffee, tea, or something like that. But I start reading uh, early in the day. I'll, I'll read for you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, uh, a book. But I do it in a specific way because you retain more when you do it in a certain way. I read uh, out loud, walking in an infinity circle, but that's a, a longer thing. But uh, that starts my voice opening up for the day because if you just jump into a booth and start screaming, that's probably not good. You would you know, hop out of bed and, and run sprints, 
you might want to warm up a little bit. So uh, I just do that for the day and it gets my mind going. It gets my throat going, gets everything opened up. And I've been a positive mind uh, frame with that because I'm reading positive, uh, you know, personal growth stuff when I do that. So that's helpful. You also need to learn how to uh, speak from your diaphragm. You got to, you got to be able, it's an acting process. It's like, if I'm talking to you right now, I'm kind of, kind of in here and kind of at my nose and my throat are going right now. But if I switch to my chest and my stomach here and I really put it in, I can talk as loud as I want. And, you know, I don't need a microphone, but it's not really busting on my throat. Um, and you have to learn about your throat because the screams that I can do, some other people can't do because I'm putting it in a different angle on my throat or whatever. And somebody else doing, trying to do the same scream might blow their throat out, you know, so pop a larynx or something. You don't want to do that. So you just got to know what you're working with. And I've had 30 years of, of working with this instrument. So I'm pretty solid with what I, what I can and can't do. And if I can't do something, I'm like, oh, nope, not doing it. <laughs> Was there a little bit of trial and error at towards the beginning or did you already kind of have a fair kind of grasp of what you, what your range was and was not? Some of that stuff was new, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I've acted and I've, I've been in scenes of screaming, et cetera, et cetera, but it's kind of harder because you have to scream, but you can't move that much because you'll hit the mic or something and, you know, blow the take. So you've got to be kind of subdued and, really emotive at the same time. So it's, again, it's, it's a learned skill and it takes uh, practice and time. And it's not something that somebody can just do and walk in and go, well, you know, it's just talking, right? No, <laughs> it's not. Well, taking a break from anime screaming, I kind of wanted to talk about real life screaming. Bear with me, everyone. And also, before we get onto this topic, I did want to reiterate something. If you guys are watching on Facebook, Facebook Live, on our on Vision Con's profile, or watching down below uh, for YouTube once this is posted. Uh, we, we've got a ton of links associated with Spike Spencer, both if you're watching live, it's gonna be in the live chat, or if you're watching there on YouTube, it's gonna be in the description below. One of those links will take you to Spike's very own podcast. Now, Spike, the Mindscraper podcast, I listened to some when you sent me the link, and I gotta say, I'm a huge fan. You know, uh, we're doing a lot of real life screaming, not just anime screaming, especially now due to the craziness of, you know, COVID and just kind of, you know, the uncertainty of kind of our day-to-day -day lives because of it. And just, you know, yeah. mental health, especially in the nerd community, is a topic that isn't often discussed and even kind of brushed under the rug yeah. often. But you are breaking yeah. that stigma. And so I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast, kind of where the inspiration came from, kind of, you know, how do you plan each episode? Is it, do you kind of tailor it to kind of a slice of life event that's happened to you? Or do you kind of have an idea before going in? Well, so many questions there. Let me start at the beginning. Uh, so yes, the Mind Scrambler podcast came about because uh, I had, uh, I've been doing, and a lot of people that are watching have probably seen me at a convention, and I did different panels. So I did one panel was how to be a freaking genius voice actor, uh, step one, and uh, what happens at the con stays at the con, stories from the Simi Saucy Underbelly of Anime Conventions and More, volume one as well. Um, and then I did one called Food Game, A Man's Ultimate Recipe for Dating Success. These are, those are books that I have written. And I'm sorry, uh, th those are the books that I have written and the panels of the same name I would perform at conventions, except for food game. That one was called Don't Kill Your Date and Other Cooking Tips. <laughs> so some people have come to those panels because, and that one was all about dating and relationships. It was, it was really rough at the beginning because I had just come out of a divorce and bankruptcy and losing everything and was learning to grow myself back again. As that evolved, it got bigger and bigger. And then I'm in front of, you know, a thousand people talking about dating and relationships and telling them, you know, some of the things that I've learned. And then I became a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, bank code certified. My wife is certified high performance coach with Brendan Bouchard, who is Oprah's coach. We work with Tony Robbins. I mean, a lot, a lot of different people. So, and I've been into the personal growth area all my life. So going to conventions internationally and speaking and having people come up to me at the end and going, wow, I've never I don't know this. I've never experienced these ways of thinking. And I'm like, I've been around it for 30 years because I've been listening to the tapes and stuff since the early days, right? Tapes. That's how us old people used to listen. Um, 
And uh, so I started, you know, teaching and, and coaching, and I came up with something called the Reluctant Hero's Journey. Uh, and I have a membership group that I'm going to be actually opening up uh, for enrollment again, like next month. But that talk, I started thinking, well, not just dating and relationships, let's talk about your entire life. And so I can put some of the actual coaching that I have. And I've got 20 years in real estate and business. So I put that in there too. And I said, you know, there, there are people in anime, in the anime world, not just kids. There's, I, I got fans who are 50, 60 years old, right? Everybody's in a different frame. And so I did, for example, um, I'm in Australia, like we mentioned at the beginning, some people may not know. The reason I'm here is because I was appearing at Supernova in Melbourne and the Gold Coast with members of the cast of The Walking Dead, a vampire Ooh. and a witch, by the way, which is very fitting. <laughs> Slide that in. <laughs> we can talk more about that if you like to. Uh, yeah, it was funny. We pulled into the Gold Coast. Uh, we, we pulled into the Gold Coast the day Tom Hanks said he had COVID, and he was literally two blocks from us. So God. craziness. And I've been here ever since. Yeah, so I'm here for three months right now. Um, and I may be here for three more. I, I don't know. The Qantas isn't flying. But anyway, um, I did the Reluctant Heroes. Yeah, I did the Reluctant Heroes Journey talk here and had huge success. People were just like, this is amazing. I, I want more. Uh, and so I had had my Mind Scrambler podcast started back in Burbank uh, months ago, but it was kind of stalled because of the travel and I couldn't quite figure out the tech. I'm not the smartest tech guy. Uh, and then when I got here, I found out, yeah, it's, it's live. It's on iTunes. It's out. So since I've been here, I've been doing the Mind Scrambler podcasts uh, about two a week, roughly. Uh, they come out like every Monday. And the way I do it is I just kind of, I get, I call it downloads. Something hits me. Like today, I'm going to do a podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing on right now. Because I, I released a podcast uh, yesterday called, Damn it, don't give me facts. My mind's made up. Uh, so that, that came out today. It's about being open-minded, sure. especially now. See, I've got other ones that I did like three months ago, but I haven't released those yet because I, with the way things are going, I figure this one's more timely. Let me get it out there right now. And the other ones I'll release and people can listen to them, you know, however they want. But the bottom line is I started thinking, I'm going to start this podcast, which is all about mindset. It's all about taking all the things in your life and turning it around to making it a success for you which a lot of people in our nerd world are, are, don't get that. Like I say, I want to talk to animation, anime, sci-fi, fantasy, video gamers, board gamers, cosplayers, you know, nerds of all kinds that love the stuff that we love. I'm a sci-fi nerd. That's my geek out, guys. Totally. So um, I come at it by saying, hey, not only am I going to talk to you about very real things, give you tools, techniques, and, and ways of thinking, but sometimes I might even do it in a weird voice or two and make a point. That's all I'm saying. So that's the kind of fun that we have because it's like, well, why can't we have fun doing it? You know, look at my titles. They're funny. <laughs> They're goofy. And I love having fun with it. And it's like, it's not about, you got to be motivated, man. Be hungry. It's not like that. It's like, hey, you know what? You feel this way for a reason, whatever it is. Okay, let's honor that. Now let's see how we can turn that around and, and make you stronger, make you more confident, make you more happy, those kind of things. And I've had people tell me literally, and this is a lot of this is because of Evangelion, um, you know, paired with my talks, I've had people come up to me and say, you saved my life or you've saved our relationship. You saved our marriage. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Can I get that in writing? Yeah. I'm going to use that for a freaking quote, man. Testimonial, baby. And I do have, I have a lot of testimonials, but it's something that I started thinking. And, and here's what's, what's coming, by the way. So the podcast has started. I've got that kind of down. The, the tech isn't so great because I've had some tech issues being down here in Australia. So the sound isn't, you know, perfect sound quality, but it's awesome. Uh, I'm about to start doing interviews with people that are in our nerd world, some of them you know for sure, who are also into personal growth and development. That's my caveat. I can, I can get to every voice actor that you know and have them on my show, that, that's not a problem. But I want the ones that are actively 
into the personal growth and self-help. That's what this is about. So I'm inviting everybody, come, just listen to the podcasts. You'll get something, that, you'll find something you like out of one of them, for sure. Uh, there's a lot of good info there. But it's also, uh, and it's also a really great way to start developing a community. There are other people like you who need support and will support you. So I was a cheerleader in high school, so I'm a cheerleader for you guys. There you go. That is honestly so sweet. And I thoroughly recommend uh, the Mindsweeper podcast because honestly, I think the thing that definitely differentiates you from a lot of the other, you know, kind of self-help, you know, coaches and whatnot is that a lot of them come across, at least to me, a lot of them come across as, you know, I don't know if I want to use lecturing as the descriptor, but I'm going to. So I'm going to say lecturing or yeah. tell me this is what you need to be doing. This, and if you're not doing it, you're not going to get better. Whereas you, it's a lot more open. It's a lot more accepting. And the biggest differentiation is it's a conversation. You're not, you're not ordering us what to do in an episode. You're giving us suggestions while also tying in your kind of slice of life, everyday life, and using real world yeah. examples that honestly, at least to me, and I... I'm willing to bet it will make all the difference to the people who aren't already big fans of the podcast. Those of them now watching that found out about it that are going to watch it now. I think I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to agree with me on that. But I, I will say, is there anything that happened to you personally, or this might have been just kind of how you've been your entire life that made you want to specifically target the nerd community? Or was it just kind of the first, the one that you had easy access to? No, it was, it was a little bit of both um, because, for example, what happened in my life to even get me into this realm happened in 2005. So, you know, I did the ADV stuff back in the 90s and lots of anime uh, and then nothing really happened. I was doing real estate. I was like flipping houses and things like that and doing a little bit of anime on the side or whatever was happening. Or, you know, like in 2005, I was in like five movies. Some of you guys ever saw the Disney film called Now You See It. Uh, with Frank Langella, I was his right-hand man. That was me. I was Paul. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so I got to work with him for like five weeks in New Orleans. But right after that, my my marriage fell apart. And uh, there was cheating. And it, my story is all on out in my books and everything. So it's not like a, a big you know, surprise. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, it was no big deal. And it, it happened. It was a divorce bankruptcy, lost everything, um, moved to L.A. knowing four people, one of which was Amanda Winley, and uh, started over. And I was a wreck. I had nothing. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, that started me on the path of real, true transformation, becoming the best man, uh, husband, possibly boyfriend, father, lover, whatever it was, becoming the best version of myself. It was a rocky road. Some people would be like, oh man, that's Spike. He's a jerk. I'm like, I probably was. And I still can be if you're on my bad side. But I'm honest about that. It's not like I love No, I get paid. If you need to, but then I'll go, hey. Um, but I started going through, um, this transformation and the nerd world, anime world, comics, etc., were there to watch it. And I had been supported by this group. And that's why I'm just like, wow, A, I have access to them. B, I can help them and C, they helped me. So I found in 2005, 2006, when Amanda said, I said, look, I just want to, I want to travel the world, eat good food. That's all I really want to do. She goes, well, you know, you go to conventions. You're kind of famous. I'm like, what? I was like, Burr? excuse me? Ooh. I had no idea. And so uh, I started going to, it became a thing. One year I did 25 season in countries. It was amazing. Um, now I do like one or two a year or as this one ongoing for a month or three months actually it was march april may four months we're going on four months now down here and um so the reason why i i, I just i've been tailoring it to this group and this is why i want to bring people from our world in on the uh, the interviews 
because yes, I'll get more, more people. I want more people. I want more views. I want more people to come to my Twitch channel because that's where I do the podcast, which I'm doing today, uh, one hour after we're done with this. But chat I want, yeah, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, you know, go follow me now. Uh, so, you know, it's live. And I go and I talk about real things. And I'm going to be bringing in real people that you guys like. Some of these people are huge in the business. Um, from all kind, all walks, producers, voice actors, on-screen actors, et cetera, they're going to come in and we're going to talk about, hey, let's talk about mindset. Let's talk about self-love. Let's talk about confidence and getting out of our own bubble and helping others, et cetera, et cetera. Because that's what life is about, guys. And I hate to tell you, sitting at home, watching only anime and video games and being an introvert, that's nice if you're an introvert. I understand that, but there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more out there. And I can be as introverted as anybody. You put me in front of video games, this is why I don't play them. I will not leave. <laughs> and I know this. And I have work to do. So anyway, that's what the podcast is about. And it really comes off the heels of the reluctant hero's journey. And Mind Scrambler, the reason why I'd say Mind Scrambler is because most of the stuff that's going on in people's heads every day is the same. You have 99% of the same thoughts you had yesterday and the day before and the day before. You got to scramble all that up. You got to scramble the stories up. You got to scramble up all that junk from your past to move forward because you only have now. The future isn't here. The past is gone. You got now. So now listen to my podcast. Let's talk. Let's start to open up that dialogue. And you got a community of people that are going to support you. I don't allow any fights. I don't allow politics. I don't allow none of that junk. It is supportive 100%. And, and ask your, some people get a little weird. I'll call them out. <laughs> but it's fun. It's all in fun because we're all there to be. We're all on the same path. And right now it's kind of a rough path for a lot of people because there's a lot of craziness right now. Um, and a lot of that is just fear. A lot of that's mindset. A lot of it's false information that's being you know fed. So it's you've got to get clear and move forward. And that's, that's what I hope to do. And I, and I really want to get that out there to this community. So thank you for giving me the, that time. Absolutely. I think, honestly, having a, providing a safe haven for people, especially during the rough times, I mean, makes all the difference. And like I said, uh, when I kind of set up, you know, the segment is that, you know, in the nerd community, especially, I mean, a lot of different, you know, communities, you know, mental health isn't necessarily talked about. And in some cases, you know, swept under the rug, but in the nerd community, for some reason, you know, we're a very, at least in my eyes, we're very open minded people, but you know, it just isn't really spoken about. I don't know if it's an unwritten rule or what, but I think the fact that you're trying to break that barrier and kind of just bringing people together, especially during these really rough times, I mean, you are, you know, not only through Ava and all your other words, you are saving people's lives. So, I mean, you, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by, you know, a everyday hero. Oh, ouch. That's too much, buddy. That's too much. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. I simply do what I know I can do. I'm very good at what I do. I'm a very good coach. And um, when I talk about, when we talk about personal growth and self-help, people get a certain thing in their mind. And it's like when you're saying mental health, that's huge. Mental health is the key. Mental health, there's a muscle there. You have to work. Like when I say it's a safe community, absolutely. If you want to come to this community, my community, and just basically, you know, wallow in pity with other people, I don't allow that either. You come to my community, you may have a problem, and we're here to help. But you've got to have, you got to take the help. A lot of people will get into, um, communities or, or, you know, places where they're talking back and forth. And it's just, everybody's just griping and moaning. Nobody's fixing anything with my stuff. I I'm talking about fixing things. I'm talking about switching your mindset. You know, Oh, this is a problem. Is it, or is it an opportunity? Is it an opportunity for you to grow? Like people say, Oh, I'm a failure, failure, failure. I was like, failure is only failure. If you fail to learn something, it's not failure. That's a lesson. What have you learned? And then once people say that, they go, Oh, wow. I did learn a lot from that. Okay, great. So are you going to do the same thing again? No. Ta-da. Ta oh, my God. Well, it's like I, I am interested in knowing your perspective on this. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to rewind a little bit back into voice acting, but we're not 
done with mental health because I'm kind of molding the two together with this next question. So in an industry such as yours, I mean, honestly, you know, a lot of industries have to deal with rejection, but I would argue that voice acting, you know, there is probably a little more rejection than one would find in kind of everyday life. So with that, do you have any tips for either the folks uh, watching at home that want to get into voice acting kind of how to deal with rejection does it get any easier and are there ever any not necessarily quick fix tips but anything to make it harder to bear when it inevitably does happen both as a voice actor or really even in life well you know it's this is amazing remember when i told you i get these downloads yeah. i just got my download for my podcast which i'm going to do in an hour for sure so and it just hit me because I used to tell people, so I'm an actor. I get told no for a living. And it's like, well, yeah. It's like you audition for a hundred things and you get told no on a hundred things. And it just hit me. That is something I've told myself for 30 years, maybe 25, 30 years, whatever. And because I haven't, I haven't been on camera in 15 years. So let's say for 15 years, I told myself that. Well, what was I actually telling myself, my subconscious mind? that I'm going to get told no. Right? Sure. So I just now got that download that is, no, no, I get told yes for a living because I live off the jobs I get. Oh, okay. See I the see. mindset shift? Yeah. See the mindset shift? One more so I go in. Yeah. So if you shift that mindset, you go in and you say, I get told yes for a living, baby. Your energy totally changes right there instead of going gosh i don't know if i'm gonna get this role you go this is mine to lose man let's go different energy on both ways so that's the mindset to shift to like one of my uh coaches she says you know um uh, what was it what is, it's for the bank hole personality test it's whenever you go you're going to get get a no right it's like everybody says uh in order to get more yeses you have to get more and everybody says, oh, no's. In order to get more yeses, you got to get more no's. Well, she turned around. This is why she's one of my mentors. She said, no, no. If I'm going to get more yeses, I need to get more yeses. Screw the no's. So when you come at it from that standpoint, it changes your physiology. It changes how you feel inside, which changes the energy that radiates outwardly. This is all not woo-woo anymore, guys. This is science. Some of you geeks are going quantum physics, quantum physics. <laughs> you know, it's like yes, it's quantum. It's all kind. It's it's the whole vibration, frequency, all of that. We're learning how we're so connected. It's insane. It's amazing. And I nerd out on that stuff too. So that's kind of the idea. If you are in this world, yeah, maybe it may take a hundred uh, auditions before you get one. But if you're already going in saying oh, I'm going to get told no, then that's that you're already putting that out there. Say, I'm getting told yes, I'm getting told yes, I'm getting told yes. And if they say no, most of the time they're not saying no. They're just saying yes to someone else. They're not telling you no. It's like, wow, you were really great, but we want to go with that guy. But we'll keep you in mind for the next one. So it's a way to shift. And I think this is why I coach. This is the kind of, this is the kind of mind shift that I'm talking about, guys. If you're a voice actor listening to this right now, you're in for a, a, a long haul, great. But don't make it a harder climb than it already is. The stairs are right there. Go there. I mean, I mean, I, I, I started this out by saying you are obviously one of the most popular and recognizable voice actors of all time. But I, I'd like to add to that list. I mean, you're a mind blower as well, mind scrambler even. Because just such just a tone change just a from a no to a yes and all of a sudden you completely switched the entire just kind of how we understand rejection and i i'm i'm quite honestly and i'm not you know you know blowing smoke up your you know what like i'm for one amazed well thank you see this is the power of coaching this is what sure. it's about and like I said, my wife is, is way better than me. She is phenomenal. But when I tell, when I tell her this, she's going she's gonna to be like, oh, my God, you're so right. <laughs> we, we have so much fun. We're working on a podcast uh, as well together. So um, we'll be having that coming out on, on relationships for power couples because um, uh, she is a powerful woman. And I'm a pretty powerful guy myself. 
And she was also uh, super sweet. I mean, granted, I'm jumping a little bit off topic here, but uh, before we, I hit live on here, uh, you actually went to grab something and she and your son actually came on and started talking to me. And I got to be honest, I mean, she was very sweet and I really appreciated it, but I was also really surprised in a good way because it takes a lot. I mean, I know what I know. I'm just like some guy in Missouri, longer hair than probably you see on most men, you know, interviewing her husband. So I, I don't ever expect to be spoken to by, you know, anyone associated with the guests that I have on the show. And the fact that she actually made a point to come on and actually just talk with me and introduce her. Like, I don't know. I thought it was very sweet. So, you know, she, from, from what I can tell, you know, she's an amazing woman. She is. She is absolutely amazing. And our son is amazing. And he's going to turn three next month in Australia. Uh, and if things go the way I think they're going to go, he may be turning four in Australia because we'll be coming back once they open everything up again. I think uh, it'll probably be next year. And uh, they've already said, yeah, you'll, you'll come back. So we'll do Sydney and Perth next time. So, I mean, I think it's scheduled right now for August, but I don't, we, who knows? Sure. Who knows what's going to happen? So probably will be next year. Got to take it that, you know, each day at a time. But ladies and gentlemen, I got one more question before we go into the plug zone and then viewers comments and questions. So a lot of you have already messaged VisionCon and you can ask your questions and have me tell Spike things through that. But you can also just comment in the live chat and I can also read those as well. But with that said, I got one more question for you, Spike. Like I said, a lot of folks watching at home are very interested in voice acting, especially now that we have all this free time with quarantine. So I wanted to ask, were there anything that you can, advice-wise, not necessarily with rejection, since we already kind of covered that, uh, but any advice for people to get, how they can get into voice acting, any tips that they can use along the way, and or if they finally made it, how can they expand their horizons to be even more successful, maybe even one day, Spike Spencer successful? Well, I mean, that, that depends. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, it depends on where they're starting. Sure. If you're starting and it's like, hey, I want to be a voice actor and I've never done nothing. Well, then I'm going to tell you right now, what's the second word in voice acting? Acting. Acting. Every voice actor will tell you that. They say, you need to take acting lessons. Like I said, I have a baccalaureate degree from the honors program at the University of Houston. Now, like I said, nobody cares, but I have four years of solid, hardcore training at the core of acting. And I also have you know, 30 years of acting experience. So, uh, but with voice, it, it is voice acting. So you also have to understand the voice side. You've got to understand how to work with a microphone and with a director. So here, here's a quick tip. If you're already in voice acting, you're already working. You probably already know this, but some people don't. Your job is not to be a voice actor. Your job is to make the director happy. And in order to do that, you have to be able to adjust your voice like an instrument in teeny tiny increments where he says oh this character is 20 years old you go okay he's 20 years old cool he's like well let's make him 17 okay so he's 17 it's a little different now let's make him 12 okay he's 12 what are we gonna do you know it's like you have to be able to tweak that not only in age range but you've also got to be able to tweak it in emphasis and emotion and tone and all of that so he's like oh i need this and you need to be able to do that whatever that is that's the key to working. It's not just being able to do funny voices. I've been in a job where a guy could do some amazing funny voices. I was like, that is some of the best voices I've heard in my life. And then we started the gig and he got fired in 10 minutes because he sucked at the actual job. And they, they, they were pissed. They said, you're never working in this industry. You're out. You know, you just wasted our time and our money. He's like, ah, because he didn't know what he could do. He's like, oh, I talk funny, so I can do this. Nope. No. So you got to be careful with that. Now, uh, so the acting, know the tech, and network, 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 network. And did I mention network? <laughs> you got to get out there. You got to meet people. You've got to get to know people. I taught a course on LinkedIn for voice actors while I was in Houston at a convention, and they were, they were blown away. I'm on LinkedIn every day. That's the business side of it. Sure. If you don't understand or know what LinkedIn, better start checking it out. Because Facebook ain't much. And Instagram, there, there are ways of doing things in Facebook and Instagram. But for the most part, Facebook is not what you think it is. 
So if you're interested in actual business side, LinkedIn's the place to be. Um, that is something definitely to check out. And then um, don't stop, just keep going. You know, uh, for example, and I'll be honest with you right now, I'm down here in Australia, I've got a gig tomorrow, uh, but I don't have the setup that everybody has because I'm in limbo, right? I've done one gig in three months. And that's, that's no lie. Because I'm here, I have a microphone, but it's not my great microphone at home. I've got two mics back home that are really good. I have a travel mic, and I've done video games and all kinds of things on this mic. But the game's kind of changed, guys. Because of COVID, um, everybody has really upped their game on their home studios. So my home studio back home is great. I've got a really good microphone, and really quiet, and I've got Audacity. That's what I use. Audacity's free, by the way, guys, and I love it. But now, when you're at home, they also want you to have Source Connect or something along that line, or ISDN. And that means you are committed and paying money. So that's what you're fighting against now. And so I don't have that down here. And I'm not going to get it down here because I could have to leave next week. You know, so I, I have what I have and I'm dealing with that. But it's a new world, guys. It's, it's everybody's got a better setup now. So, but then again, I've also seen some of the best voice actors on the planet with basically the same microphone I have here with the same setup, which is blankets and pillows. So, I mean, guys, let me, let me tell you something real, real simple. When I travel, when all of the voice actors travel, we have the bed studio. We don't travel with a studio, but there's a bed in every hotel room. <laughs> you whip back the covers, you put some pillows there, you put your computer there, you put your microphone there, you maybe have some extra pillows on the side, and then you throw the blanket over your head and you record. <laughs> Just that. That's it. That's that it. I've done video games like that. Oh my. So, you know, so that, that's just something to let you know. There's nothing stopping you from getting your voice out there. You just have to do it. And you want it to be the best quality you can get. And I'm, going, I'm not going to lie. My, my podcasts aren't the best quality. Some of the, voice, uh, some of the voices are great because I did them in my studio back home. But now I'm on the road and I have this mic. It's what I have. The information is gold. That's the one thing. So if someone's like, going, I don't know if I like the sound. Well, then you're welcome to leave and wait until my sound gets better because it will. But the concept, but it doesn't matter because if I do a live like this interview that we're doing right now, it's not studio quality. It's on Zoom. And that's what everybody's doing. As a matter of fact, the gig I'm doing tomorrow, we're going to be utilizing Zoom, ISDN, I think Source Connect. And there's like five different people in five different places. It's a cluster stoop, but we get it done. And I get to be playing with Wendy Lee tomorrow, who I adore. So it's going to be fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, don't undersell your, yourself or your podcast, though. I mean, you know, this show is pretty as laid back as shows can get. And still, you know, for some reason, people uh, keep watching day by day, which, you know, probably is a testament to the guests we have on than yours truly. But, you know, neither here nor there. I'll, well, also, I'll also never look at a hotel bed the same way again. But ladies and gentlemen, before we go to the plug zone, now is your last chance to ask any questions you have either in the live chat or a lot of you have already messaged VisionCon. You can also do that as well, but I try to balance out the questions from the messenger and on the live chat. So now is your last chance to do that if you haven't already because ladies and gentlemen, we're in the plug zone. So Spike Spencer, now is your chance to promote, advertise, plug, whatever verb you wanna use, anything you'd like the floor is yours okay well strap in kids here it comes uh so um the main thing that i'm working right now is my podcast which is utilizing twitch so what i ask for everybody is to go to twitch and uh follow me at spike spencer speaks i'm sure there's a a, a link is somewhere around here. Yeah, uh, it's over there. It's over there. It's All these links are going to be in the it's live chat on the YouTube uh, description. It's over there. Um, so there's that. Now what I do is I, I I film my podcast there. I'm on every day at noon right now, Monday through Friday in Australia. So depending on where you are, just look up Brisbane, Australia, and I go 
every day. And usually it's the Mind Scrambler show, which is just this. It's just us talking. Uh, and, and getting to know each other. And then on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I do the actual podcast, which is about 30 minutes. I do 15 minutes chatting with you. Then I do the podcast, and then I wrap up with another chat at the end. That then I export over to YouTube. So next plug, go to my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, Spike Spencer. You'll see me. It'll say relationship sales dynamics. Don't get scared. It's what I do. Um, uh, and you can, uh, go there, follow me, subscribe because all of my stuff I take and I move right over to there. I'm going to be doing more YouTube stuff, uh, in the future, but I've just got my focus on Twitch and my, my podcast right now. There's so much to learn. It's amazing. Uh, so there you go. There's those two there. Those are important. Um, so the mind scrambler podcast, the mind scrambler podcast uh, please go to iTunes and check it out. Listen, give me a review, please. I want to get it going. All of this is just starting up, guys. I don't have like thousands of followers and, and all that. This is beginning. It's in the beginning stages. So your help is absolutely desired, wanted, and appreciated. Uh, those are the main things. And you can also go to spikespencer.com and see... Uh, all the podcasts there. I've got a blog. Um, oh, I don't know if you knew this, Zach. Uh, since so, yesterday was Father's Day. Um, three years ago, I was on a Netflix docu series from Chicken Soup for the Soul called Being Dad, okay. and I just finished a six-part. Uh, yeah, so you see, you get to see Declan being born, and they interviewed hey. us and. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. You can go and watch it. It's called Being Dad. It's uh, eight episodes. I think we're in three or four of them, uh, kind of interspersed throughout. And it, it was a wonder. It's a great show. It really is fun. And you get to see behind the scenes uh, of our life. And I just finished a blog, a six-part blog, on behind the scenes of that docuseries leading up to Father's Day yesterday. So if you go to spikespencer.com blog or spikespencer.com podcast, there you go. Um, that's pretty much most of my stuff. Unless you go to, uh, obviously you can go to Amazon and order my books. Uh, I have two of them up. Um, what happens at the con stays at the con and food game, a man's ultimate recipe for dating success are available there. Um, and the only other thing I can plug is the reluctant hero's journey is a private membership group. It does cost each month and it is a coaching membership group for, our world. It's active coaching and training, etc. It's a monthly thing. And I'm going to open up uh, enrollment again next month, I believe in July, because you can't get in there now. Um, and it'll be like, it's like $11. It's like less than, you know, a couple of cups of coffee and you get to actually work. I'll coach uh, one time a month for an hour there. And I do a weekly challenge. Not much more. It's really community for that price. It's Believe me, it's amazing because we have some really great members and they're loving it. So um, that's everything I got. And if Hi they, from Australia. And if they wanted to join that group, where can they find it? Well, the problem with that is I haven't opened the enrollment and I don't have a link right now uh, where they could get on the waiting list. So what I can do, Zach, can I send you that link? Absolutely. Okay. I have to do a little tweaking, so it might be a little bit later, but I, I'll send you that one. Those of you watching now on Facebook Live, just re-watch it since most of you probably will already. Watch it on YouTube and it'll be in the video description on YouTube by the time this uploads. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and get that set up because uh, I got to tweak a couple of things. And then once it's done, I'll, I can get the link out there and just say, hey, sign up because I'll let you know when we open uh, you know, next month because it'll probably be at the end of July probably. But it's, it's something, it's what a great community. You got a community of cheerleaders there who are ready to help. Yeah. Which is very helpful, especially during these rough times. Two things before we exit the plug zone. First thing, Alexa, remind me to watch Being Dad. Uh, remind me in an hour. Thank you, Alexa. Uh, number two. Any of these, all of these things that we spoke about during the plug zone, all those links, again, guys, are in the live chat if you're watching live on Facebook or if you're watching on YouTube once this uploads, it's going to be right there in the description below. 
And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of the plug zone. And we're on to viewers' comments and questions. So real quick, let me pull Also up. follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Oh yeah, all those, all those links are in the chat and in the description. We got so all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, websites, um, all those other- uh, I'm getting up on TikTok, I'm getting up on TikTok. TikTok, we'll get that as well, guys. I'm gonna get there. But now pulling up Messenger and looking at the live chat, First question we've got comes from Aaron. He asked, and this one's kind of an interesting one. If Naruto crossovered with Disney's descendants, which who would Inojin want to be friends with and why? So a descendants, if you don't know, uh, follows the sons and daughters of various Disney pairings. It doesn't matter. I can stop you there. I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. How about I tailor this question? Um, you do it. I'm, I'm too far in the weeds on that one, man. For sure. For sure. <laughs> what Disney character do you think Inojin would get along with the most? How about that? Oh, man. That's hard because we've been watching uh, Disney films. Inojin would probably get along with Aladdin. Aladdin? I can see Aladdin. They're both pretty artistic, pretty fun loving. But looking at Messenger. Uh, Nick messaged, uh, messaged VisionCon and wanted to know that you kind of also mentioned it, which is why it kind of drew me towards this question. Does your son and or even your wife kind of enjoy the content that you make or even watch it? Or are there some things that are kind of too dark, as he put it? Well, uh, no, he is, he, for example, he's three, almost three. So we went two years, no screens whatsoever, none at all. That's a, that's a neuro uh thing and so now we've kind of eased him in so he's just now starting to watch movies like cars and 101 dalmatians things like that so he's not watching any of my crap for a long time <laughs> let's nope, put nope. it that way no ava anytime soon no that's not happening <laughs> yeah but uh and and my wife my wife is not into anime animation anything um she's she's like a more of a book nerd but she does like marvel and she loves Iron Man. So we're watching the Marvel series while we're down here uh, from beginning to end chronologically. And we're on Civil War right now. So that's that's fun. And she enjoys that. And she did love Battlestar Galactica. So that was awesome. <laughs> but as far as my stuff goes, we're into the, the, the podcasting. She has her own podcast, which I should probably link up because she's spoken at conventions as well. Uh, it's crownyourself.com. Uh, she's got her podcast there. Um, and, uh Oh yeah. Sorry. I got you. I lost you there for a second. Uh, my, my phone is going low, so I'm going to have to plug it in in a second. Um, let me see what time it is. Yeah. We've got about okay. time for one more question after this. Okay. That's fine. I just got to plug it in cause I have to use this phone for my, my casting. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so she, um, we both do the podcast and we are both coaches. So the, the personal health and personal help and uh, personal growth and self-help stuff, we we're back and forth all day long on that. We both have programs and, and all this we're working on. So we're a team and Declan can be a voice actor if he wants, when he grows up, he's going to have a pretty good coach and he's got a hell of a voice. So we'll have the chops for it. And yeah, the perfect coach and uh, the link. We've already got him an agent if he wants it. There you go. <laughs> and the link to your wife's, podcast we'll put in the youtube description as well guys uh last question and then we'll wrap this up angela wrote in and asked you mentioned that you are a sci-fi fan are there any uh big names that you want to put out there any uh any series that really kind of drew you um well battlestar galactica number one is one of the best and you want to talk about a geek out check this out we were in houston at a big comic con and uh, I was a guest there. And um, so we went to have some barbecue with some friends because I'm from Houston. And so we got a little barbecue. You got to have barbecue. So while we're sitting there, the entire cast of Battlestar Galactica comes and sits at the table next to us. What? That's ins um, insane. Edward James almost. And I just. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, hi, 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 oh, big fan, oh, and we had just started, she had just started watching it, so she was like, oh, wow, this is cool, I'm like, yeah, it is, so 
Uh, and we got to hang out with a couple of them at, at the con. But so it's a huge one. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love Star Trek. I was, um, literally, uh, I dated a Jedi. Seriously, true story. Um, it's in the book. Um, and yeah, I, oh, we just finished the, the Mandalorian. So we're up to date on that. I just finished Discovery and uh, waiting for Picard. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm up to date on almost every sci-fi because when I moved out to LA, I tried to watch every sci-fi ever made. So I'm still working on of Andromeda. So if anybody is. (laughs) (laughs) And Earth's final conflict. I couldn't get the end of those. So Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. Love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sad to say that's all the time we've got for today. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 10 of VisionCon Live. Before we wrap things up, any final words, Spike? Well, just I, I hope you come and, and become a part of my Mind Scrambler podcast community, uh, The Reluctant Hero's Journey, because I want you there. I want to support you, help you with some of the things that I know I can do. That's my genius zone. And I want to support you as a cheerleader for your greatness. Spoken like a true hero, Spike. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 10 of VisionCon Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. Real quick, don't forget on Thursday, join us right here for episode 11 of VisionCon Live at 1.30 p.m. Central Time for the one and only David Lodge, voice actor, voice of Jiraiya from Naruto, Kenpachi from Bleach, Geralt for Fire Emblem Three Houses, just to name a few. But until next time, my name's Zach Wilson, and much more importantly, this is my special guest, Spike Spencer. We'll, take, we'll check you guys later.